Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, May 10th. Hope everybody had a great weekend, great Mother's Day. And uh, and now we plow into the second week of May and uh, we continue to have earnings. Uh, not a lot this morning, but after the market closes today, we'll have uh, several popping up. And so tomorrow will be a heavy, heavy day. Uh, we do still have some today we'll talk about. We'll talk about some of the economic things that are happening, not necessarily macro stuff, but just some of the things that have happened over the weekend as we prepare for this week. <clears throat> Looking forward to our conversation with Dave. But before we get started with Dave, let me just remind you again one more time that, that the only thing that any of us can control within our portfolio is the amount of risk you have. And if, if you don't know what that risk number is numerically from one to 100, then, then how can you be ready for the next market downturn? So give me a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray. Again, that's 863-382-0037. Visit our website at statlerfinancial.com. And uh, and next we turn to Dave. Damn, go ahead. Uh, there we're at 839 now, 21 before 9. <laughs> Time to check in and find out how your money's doing this morning on Wall Street, and not necessarily the sector you'd naturally expect is suffering this morning, and the sector you might not expect is doing okay. Let's go downtown and check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and uh, quantify things for you. Philip, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning. Doing well, Dave. Uh, I, I didn't speak to you on Sunday, but I did see you sneaking into the restaurant. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was sneaking around, yes. You you were up at Sun and Lake? I was. I was coming out as you were going in. Okay. I was holding the door for a bunch of ladies going out and everything, meeting a bunch of my golf guys for a beer after I did my house cleaning. I didn't see you. I'm sorry. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you had a pleasant weekend. We did. We did. Took Mom out to eat there at, uh, at the restaurant, and uh, Sister came in from out of town, so it was good. We got a good little visit. Well, I'm glad. And a happy Mother's Day one day late to all the mothers out there. I talked about how I got kind of surprised. The uh, Colonial Pipeline got shut down from an Internet hack over the weekend. And word is it cut off, uh, well, let's say at least a plurality. I've heard quotes anywhere from 35 to 50 percent of the natural gas that goes up to the East Coast. That should mess with the petroleum markets this morning, but actually what I'm looking at more than anything else is in the pre-market trading, NASDAQ seems to be getting hit concerns over the Internet more than we are concerns on the energy stock. And that uh, kind of was one of those counterintuitive things that kind of surprised me this morning. Oh, well, yeah, it is. That's the only index, really, that's um, that's in the red this morning is, uh, is the NASDAQ. So not sure... Um what's really causing it because i'm like you i thought the pipeline deal would have been the the lead thing and that would have caused uh uh some of that stuff to head south but uh really not and oil prices aren't bumping up a whole lot for it yeah it's interesting because i've got you know on my on my pre-market big winners lists i've got a a couple of oil field service providers i've got a uh a uh, couple of energy companies, an engineering group. I mean, they're on the upside this morning, and it's the Internet providers and the uh, Internet-sensitive businesses that seem to be getting it. Maybe we just uh, gave some bunch of people the case of the willies as far as Internet security as being the primary reaction to the uh, oil field shutdown or the uh, pipeline shutdown. It's kind, of, it's kind of fascinating. It's the opposite of what I would have expected. 
And, and that could be because, let's face it, that's why we're dealing with that problem on the pipeline is internet security, uh, cyber attack on that uh, computer system. And and and, and so it's um, one of those things where I, I'm assuming they're holding it hostage for a large sum of money, but, but, but I haven't heard the details yet. So whether or not it gets freed up or they've got to figure out a bypass, either way, it's, it's time that they don't have. Yeah, it's one of those darn ransomware things. Avon Park City Computers got bit by one of those a few months ago. It uh, it happens. They take they break into the hard drive, encrypt all the information. Uh, the article I read said that the uh, pipeline people got an email saying that uh, their confidential files were going to be released to the public if they didn't pay some obscene amount of money. I'm not 100% sure how much damage confidential files on a pipeline control system really could cost them anything, but it's obviously an inconvenience. Well, yeah, and they, they absolutely can't operate without having you know, access to the, some of those files. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the, the confidential information part, you know, customer records and whatnot, I, unless they've got some sweetheart deals with some natural gas providers that they don't want released out, I can't imagine what on earth it would be. But it's something that we'll be watching at the very least. Uh, the other item in terms of tidbits that we've got before we get into the uh, earnings releases, we've been talking about the uh, running up on the price of housing. Evidently, building a house is a ton more expensive these days, too, isn't it? It definitely is, Dave. Wood has gone skyrocket high. And, uh, and so I was looking at an article that I found quite interesting. Um, you know, it took $50,000 in lumber cost, and it went back on an average size house and, and determined how many houses that 50000 would build. Now, it went back all the way to 2010. In 2010, it would have built almost 13 houses. In 2015, it would have built almost 15 houses. Today, in May of 2021, it would build a tad over two houses. Good heavens. You know, you see the things on Facebook. I was reacting this way when you told me this before we went on the air. I keep seeing all these uh, snarky memes on Facebook saying, hey, I got an 8 by 10 sheet of plywood. I'll trade it for a new Mercedes. That's not even that terribly far off poetic license, is it? No, it's not. And unfortunately, I think I've heard people, I was talking to a friend over the weekend. He said, you know, what you used to pay $3 or $4 for a, a two by four, now it's 12, 13 bucks. Yep. And when you start buying it by the carload, like we do for major home building efforts, that's going to, eventually, I've got to assume that's going to hit supply chain issues as well as cost issues. And it's going to provide a potential cap on our home building. I, I believe so. And, and I think we're already seeing that. It's an issue I, in the article. It said there's a guy up in New Jersey that can't finish his house because he can't get the wood he needs, specific pieces of wood he needs to finish it. The other thing that hits me is, too, plywood, especially using that as being the example. We're entering hurricane season around here in a couple of weeks. And uh, what do we need to fix our roofs after a hurricane comes through in this part of the country? Plywood is the base behind all, behind all those roofs. So that's going to impact us even for those of us with existing homes before long. Those hurricane insurance settlements are going to get a lot more expensive. They, they really are. So, you know, it's a trickle effect all the way down the, the chain. And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things that people need to be aware of. Uh, you know, we talked about inflation some last week and, and, and I was reading an article too that uh, talked about corn, you know, something you're familiar with, right? Corn mm, yep. has gone up 147% since 
from this month last year. And that's how, that's absolutely amazing. We were looking at the price. I've got it at $7.27 a bushel as of this morning. Uh, there was a time not very many years ago where it was flirting down with the $3 a bushel range, which is at a number where the farmers end up losing their shirts in the process. Uh, more than double that at this point in time. It, uh, it's utterly amazing to me. Everything on the commodity side of the fence, except it looks like gold, is going up these days. It, it really does. And, and talking about food costs, um, one of the articles I read said, you know, right now people pay on average 10% of their disposable income goes to food. Now, obviously, the less you make, the bigger that number is. But they expect that number could get up to 40%. Good heavens. And we're talking that there there are some sea changes going on. Another article I saw while we're talking about tidbits out there. Uh, we we quote the gold and silver futures every morning. You started mentioning copper the other day. More money is starting to go into copper as an investment material as well. And there was a sidebar item on one of my tip sheets saying the uh, tip sheets saying that uh, copper was quickly becoming the new Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, it, it is uh, astronomical. I mean, it's up another almost two percent this morning. Wow. Amazing. So it's one more reason to watch one's money because the markets are shifting and the trends are changing as well. I looked at the uh, report listing this morning and there's like 274 issues reported for earnings season today. Unfortunately, most of them are after the market opens up and after the market closes tonight, being a Monday. But there are a couple of companies out there we've heard of that gave us some quarterly reports, didn't they? Yes, sir. There sure are. Let's uh, lead off with Tyson Foods. Um, you know, they're the poultry producer. I guess they do some beef, too, but they're better known, I think, for their poultry. Um, mm -hmm. They beat by a little over 30 cents a share. Revenue was above forecast. Um, and they expect its chicken segment to continue to experience some pressure, though, due to the labor market. I mean, they're not the only, you know, restaurants are the only industry hurting from the labor market. Uh, here's another one that is also. And so uh, they are really... Uh, uh, they're up this morning, but that's going to put pressure on them in the future, up about three quarters of a percent. And after that kind of a beat, you got to assume it's guidance that putting a cap on the number that they're up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because they really did well. Um, hey, on the travel industry side, we have Marriott Report. You know, we have mm -hmm. Hilton last week, Marriott this week. Um, they earned 10 cents a share, which was seven cents better than expected. Um, revenue, though, was a little bit below what they had anticipated. Um, they're seeing a rebound in demand for, for rooms as more people get vaccinated and they're traveling more. So uh, they are trading down this morning. Not sure what in the report uh, gave that, seeing how room, room number nights seem to be going up, but down 1.3%. Wow. I heard, uh, speaking of travel, a tidbit over the weekend that uh, the uh, the end of the week this past week, over Mother's Day weekend, it was the busiest day up at Orlando International Airport since the pandemic began. Yeah, it, it continues to continue to uh, to do better and better. We are getting we are getting more active again, and that's good news for the travel industry, even though it didn't help Marriott this morning. That's right. It is. And then I had Energizer, the battery company. Um, mm -hmm. They beat two by about 17 cents a share, came in at 77 cents. Revenue beat projections. Um, you know, they raised their full year forecast. That's one of those things that becomes important to us here in Florida during hurricane season is to have the right number of batteries you need. Um, they're up almost 4% this morning. That's good to hear. Time for one more. You got another one? 
I do. I do. I have uh, BioNTech. You know, they are the ones that came out with uh, uh, with Pfizer and, and developed the, the vaccine. They uh, they they beat on both top and bottom lines, as we would expect. Um, they now I found this interesting. They have no evidence right now that um, that they need to make any adaptation to their vaccine for the different variants that seem to be coming in. They seem to be prepared to deal with them with what they have already. So I found that kind of interesting, Dave. Hmm. I'm glad to they're hear. Trading, uh, let me see, they're really not trading because they're not trading on the US exchange, they're trading the Europe exchange. Uh, they are up 9% this morning though. Um, not sure exactly what, what European time is right now, but they're up 9%. Uh, I see European time put us about 1 p.m. their time, about midway through their day. Resetting the table this morning, we're looking at an update from Friday on Wall Street. Dow was up by uh, two-thirds of a percent. Start the morning out at 34,777, which I think was a new record. Standard & Poor's 42,32. They were up 31 on Friday, which is a new closing record. NASDAQ up by 119 points, getting up toward their record territory. 45 minutes before we open, Philip, what are we looking at this morning? Yeah, we are still a mixed bag. We got the Dow up about a third of a percent. The Nasdaq is is trading down a third of a percent, and the S and P five hundred is up about a tenth of a percent. So, uh, so a mixed bag as we get ready to start. All the commodities look like they are in green this morning. Uh, copper, like I said, is up almost two percent this morning. Silver's up one and a half. Gold's up six tenths. And then crude oil up three quarters of a percent to $65.39 a barrel. Well, poop. Well, it's under 66. I'm starting to change my standards. Corn's up three quarters of a percent, by the way, already this morning. Overseas markets, uh, we had a mixed bag as well there as well. The uh, Asian rim markets mostly up this morning. The Hong Kong market was off by a little bit. Europe is generally up, but fractionally midway through their trading day today. Uh, getting advice as far as where the risk, where the opportunities are, they change. We're talking about copper all of a sudden getting hot. That takes a cold set of eyes that uh, sometimes can look at things with a neutral turf in their mind. That's you, Philip. How do I find you to be able to get my retirement in line? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037. Join us online at our website, statlerfinancial.com. And then this weekend on the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on your sister station, Highlands News Talk, 730. All righty. Back here again tomorrow morning. We'll probably talk about dog coin eventually, too. I forgot to mention that. That was off by 30% last night. Bet you're not uh, funneling clients into that today. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Stay away from that digital stuff. I got you. Thank you, Philip. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, have a great one. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the pitch. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for uh, starting your week off with us uh, as we look at this first or second full week of May. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Hope your week is off to a good start. And I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care. Bye now.